Glenfiddich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, is expertly crafted and made with extraordinary care. Each single malt is a work of perfection. And we're back, Stripe Show podcast, on a froggy Wednesday. Yeah. And look who's joining me in the studio, Froggy, the podcast has come a long ways. Here we are. We're in our own studio, Bow Golf Simulators. This is the beautiful. Backdrop, our sponsors of Glenn Fittich, PXG, Haymaker Coffee. It's pretty cool, man. It really is cool. The only thing bad in this room is my golf swing. Other than that, everything in this room is pretty amazing. Well, yeah, your golf swing and your quarterback, Tom Brady. Yeah, who, uh, can we game me? Really? We didn't even make a minute into the podcast. <laughs> You're already taking shot. Listen, I blame it all on Giselle. It's all Giselle's fault. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, if, if you would have told me, look, that we would have got to this point in the season and that Geno Smith would be the better quarterback than Tom Brady, six games in, have the same record. Um, Russell Wilson would be two and four. looks like the worst quarterback. I mean, literally the worst quarterback in the league. There, there's no one on earth, certainly no one from the Pacific Northwest that would ever believe that. And I don't think anybody from Tampa would believe that they're seeing What's happening from Brady? Come on, Tom. I know you're the man, but you can't be going to Kraft's wedding on a right. Saturday. That's see, that's where my issue. And I'll I'll say two things here. Number one, as far as Russell Wilson goes, I think it it could be. And I, I know we speak, like to speak in hyperbole terms a lot, a lot, and blow things out of proportion. But this Broncos Russell Wilson deal could end up being one of the worst deals in NFL history, and that's saying something. Mm-hmm. And number two, yeah, you're right. You know what? I'm a huge Buccaneers fan. I love Tom Brady. I am very thankful for the two amazing years we've had. We got a Super Bowl out of it. But I'm just going to be honest with you. Tom preaches all the time accountability and that football is number one and football over everything. Going to Robert Kraft's wedding on a Friday night and not traveling with your team to an away game and then showing up missing a walkthrough? That's a bad look. Bush and league. and at this point, I, I think Tampa needs a complete, like somebody needs to sit down and have a talk with the whole team because nobody's playing up to their um, level. And number two, Todd Bowles said, this team's living off of a Super Bowl victory from two years ago. Nobody cares what you did two years ago. No. Nobody cares what you did last year. Ask the Rams. No, nobody cares. It's all about, uh, you know, what are you doing for me lately, which I think is a, is a good transition uh, into golf. And of course, so much happening in the world of, of professional golf. I mean, we've been talking about it, uh, you know, on, on end here at the Stripe Show podcast. We've been having PGA Tour players on. Of course, you have a lot on Wednesday, have a lot of analysts on. Uh, of course, we're breaking it down on Tuesday with, um, with the handicapping teachers on Thursday. You know, we're starting to reach across the pond now. Had Eddie Pepperell on Monday, which was really interesting from a DP World Tour perspective. I want to get to all that today. Froggy and I, we're going to kind of give you our own thoughts as we've as we've been thinking about these interviews and everything that's been transpiring but before we get to that uh on i, I want to do our vice star moment this week uh which is really exciting good feedback on this last week uh the vice star moment of course you can nominate your hero at a website that i'm going to give you here right now that's been into the military and vice star is doing a lot of cool stuff they always have in this area in jacksonville um the, the state of florida into georgia but you can nominate a military person that you may know in your family, a friend, and it's right. called hashtag honor your hero. You can go to my website, travisultangolf.com, click on uh, the partners page, learn more. It'll take you to it. Or on Instagram, you can just go to my link and you will see hashtag honor your hero by Vistar. So we're getting a lot of these in, by the way, which That's is awesome. really, really cool. So yeah, I wanna, Veterans Day is right around, right around the corner. And Veterans Day is right around the corner. So I want to... I want to honor our hero here today as we kick off this podcast, Vistar Moment. This gentleman, Tony Correa is his name. He was in the military from 1979 to 2012, and you'll see some pictures here coming up. He, uh, he retired as a first sergeant, uh, started as a second Ranger battalion. I think that's how you say it, right? A battalion. Now uh, it's called a Ranger regiment. Well, wow. Hopefully... I, I articulated that properly. Ninth uh, Infantry Division, uh, Long Range Surveillance Unit, uh, f- the Fifth Special Forces Group, Second Ranger Company Mountain Camp, Tenth Mountain Division, Long Range Surveillance Detachment, Tenth Mountain Division School Instructor, Third Infantry Division, Third Army C- uh, Civil International Military Affairs, Seventy Seventh Sus- Sustainment BDE Protective Service Detail. This guy. Oh. 
has done, this guy's a legend. This guy has done a lot in the military. Tony Correa, thank you for your service. Uh, and uh, as part of our Star moment here this week, on, honoring the military, go nominate your hero today on one of those links that I mentioned, which is really cool. And we'll be, we'll be sending this out on our uh, channels as well, so you can have access to that. But as part of the podcast, thank you to Star for this moment here this week. Now, yeah, thank you to Tony, man. Thank you for what you do for us. Keep us safe. Absolutely. We can do stuff like this because of Tony. That's right. That's right. Thank you to Tony. It's cool living in Jacksonville because it's such a huge military community. Right. Um, and there's a lot of groups that do a lot of things uh, for the military here. I just I just met last week um, with a group here, uh, the Wounded Warrior Group. I mean, it's amazing what these people do for people in need. And the Wounded Warriors uh, Project is just outstanding. I mean, you just I just get emotional thinking about it. Some of the stories that I hear uh, and these men and women that come here as part of that. And Vistar just does so much in, in yeah. the way of military and all of these uh, things that they're giving away uh, as part of this. And, and as you nominate, they're giving away some really cool prizes and experiences uh, for these veterans. So I'm honored to be a part of it. I do something with uh, canines for warriors and they really do an amazing deal yeah. where uh, I spoke to a veteran. It was at, uh, I believe it was their golf tournament. He was there with his dog. Dog was a four-year-old golden retriever, just an amazing dog. And the veteran was explaining how he was on over 40 pills every single day wow. prior to getting this dog. He would have uh, nightmares, PTSD. He would have panic attacks in public. Mm. But he said, since getting the dog, the dog wakes him up before he has a nightmare. Mm. And the dog warns him before he's about to have a panic attack in public. And he said, this dog has saved my life. I'm not on any, on any pills now. Yeah. And so it's amazing to see what so many people are doing for veterans uh, and always honored to be a part of it and help out and do what we can. It's just right down from our house. It is you know, right down the street. Not, not, not far from here. They just built a brand new kennel. Yeah. They can't train dogs fast enough to get them to veterans. And the process is unbelievable what they do. Good stuff. Uh, really, really uh, proud to be a part of this uh, with Vistar. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's move on to the golf discussion here and kind of our opportunity here to really reflect on many of the conversations that we've been having in the sports world. I, I oftentimes am thinking about it so much. There's so many moving parts right now in the world of uh, professional golf. And it's interesting because when you look at amateur golf, like amateur golf is, is thriving right now. Oh, yeah. I think the sport is as big as it's ever been. It's deep. It's deep. Um, and then in professional golf, it just feels like it's in shambles. Now, from a financial standpoint, you could argue that it's well, it's in great shape because right. you have this group coming in and putting a billion dollars into it, that being the LIV Investment Group. Let's start with this. PGA Tour just announced uh, four more elevated events, right? right. That's going to be a term you're going to be hearing a lot on the PGA Tour, elevated events. Right. So as my math has it right now with these additions here are the pga tour elevated events as we look ahead to next year we have the century correct in january yep we have waste management phoenix open that was part of the new which is cool right in february to go with the genesis correct march we have bay hill players and then the wgc match play the dell yes april we have the masters and the heritage yep which is going to be part of that May, Wells Fargo, and of course, mm -hmm. the PGA Championship. June, Memorial, U.S. Open Travelers. July, right now, is only the Open Championship. The Open. And then August, we have St. Jude's, BMW, Tour Championship, which Correct. make up the three. So 13 of the PGA Tour events, and then you add the majors on top of that. So 17 events total of these elevated, now higher purses, which... I understand why we are where we are. I understand how we've gotten here. But something that I've wondered now, Jack Nicholas has now given really more credence to this. And he said yesterday is, does this, what does this do to the other events that aren't a part of these selected 13 PGA tour events? Mm -hmm. I, I don't like to use the term feeder, but Jack did. And so now I feel, I feel safe really doing and, and saying anything. What's Jack Nicholas has said it. I feel like it gives it that I'm not being, I'm not disparaging anybody. But it makes it feel like some of these other events are now less significant. I don't want to say insignificant, but they feel less significant mm -hmm. now that if you are planning your schedule as a PGA tour professional, 
aren't these the events that you really want to play? Well, they should be. I mean, they're going to be the elevated events. I mean, I think those are going to have the biggest purses. Right. Um, on the PGA Tour. Here's what Nicholas said, and I'll quote. He says, I'm not sure what to make of it yet. I think the tour was going to get there, but the live thing <laughs> pushed them. That's pretty obvious. Right. What it's done is made the PGA Tour almost two tiers. All of a sudden, the other tournaments become feeders. That's what it feels like. And, 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 and I think you're going to see the biggest names play these 13 events, which once again, I don't blame them, but these are the events with, with the most money well, at the end of the day. To. Right. Yeah. So you play these events and then do you use other events? You just play the events, maybe events that you've won, maybe events that, that you play well at or an event that you want to use to prepare for another event. Like mm-hmm. it, it does feel like almost, Hey, this week we've got one of the big events. We know we're going to have a good uh, a good field. And oh, by the way, next week is probably going to get some guys taken off. Like it 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 feels it just feels almost a little dirty. But I see where we've gotten because of what's happened with mm-hmm. LIV. And it's and it's a complete distinction from what Jay Monahan, the commissioner, and his team have been doing up to this point. Right. Right. Because when you look at the philosophy of the PGA tour and, and what Jay has been doing up to this point, it's been to just add more tournaments, right? More tournaments, another sponsor, more tournaments, all the way up to the tune of like 46 tournaments. Correct. <laughs> you've got, you've got opposite field events. I mean, I mean, I'm talking a lot of golf tournaments and they just keep running them out. And, 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 and the reason for that, of course, is it's more money coming into the PGA tour right? and it's more opportunity for all of their members And that's been the focus right now that has changed because of live hundred percent because of live. Right. And I don't think the tour denies that that's where this came from. I know they'll say, and and I believe them when they say that something like this was in the works and they knew there were going to be larger events that were more important. However, I do think it was put on a fast track because of what's gone on with live. I think it. I think it was moving this way to some degree, um, for sure. And certainly, these um, added purses—they've been talking about that for quite some time. I, I can. I can recall that. But I think what's really interesting is when you kind of evaluate the PGA Tour and you evaluate Jay Monahan through this process. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting when you kind of look at the timeline, right? Like his lives. The conversation of live has been around a while, right? And it's. Fairly understood, I think, that Greg Norman and Liv reached out to, to Jay and the PGA Tour and wanted to have conversations, and they didn't take the call, right? They, Correct. They didn't take the call. Which and, I mean, I, and, and, and to be honest with you, at that point, I don't blame them. I well, wouldn't take them either. Well, I mean, I think, okay. Well, but now I think as you fast forward, they didn't take the call. They didn't really probably put enough credence into this threat, that is live golf, right? And, and how much money they have and how much money now they have injected into this. So you fast forward and you didn't take the call and now you, you've been weakened. I mean, the PJ tour has been weakened considerably by these players now going to lift now to an extent. Yeah. Now, well, I, I would say, I would say to, to a large extent. Well, but, but yeah, at the same token, and, I, and I've always said this, yes, they have taken Dustin Johnson, Brooks, Bryson, and what are the other big, what are, what are the big names? I'm I mean, missing? Abraham answer, Cam Smith. See, okay. Cam Smith. Yeah. I'll put in there. Brooks. I'll put yeah. in there. So Cam's number two player in the world. Yeah, so they have taken some of these guys away and there's, and that's absolutely what they've done. However, I do believe it has opened an opportunity for us to find the next Dustin Johnson, Brooks, Kepka, Bryson, DeChambeau, Cam Smith. I think the next will come up and I do believe the tour will be fine. Given time. I also do not believe the longevity of live can be sustained with what they're doing. How long can they do this? There has to be a return on investment and I don't care who you are and how much money you have. You want to get something back at this point. They're getting nothing back other than they're just screwing the tour. Well, they just, they just signed a a sponsor that I saw on the who and for how much? I don't know. I don't, right. know. I don't know what the details are. And they are, don't have I, a TV deal. Yeah. They're going to have to buy TV time. They so now they're, some TV time, so yeah. now they're going, so now you're deeper in the, and now you're, you're yeah. dig, digging a couple more shovel loads out of there. Yeah. I just don't see how 
we've thrown thrown around the billion number. I don't see how you get a billion in. Where is the return to start climbing the ladder to get out of the hole to even to just break even at this point? What's the longevity on that? I, I think, I don't know this, but I think that they probably first couple years, we're going to spend a lot. We're going to weaken the state of the PGA tour and we're going to get big names coming over. Okay. And we're going to, we're going to execute year one. We're going to make adjustments year two. This team thing is going to come to fruition. And then, all right, year three, four, like we're going to start to see return. Now they, they have deep pockets. We know that. Correct. Um, Correct. But you know, how, how committed are they to golf? Right. And for how long? Those are legitimate questions. And, and those are points that I have brought up in defending the official world golf rankings and having that 12 to 18 month prove it to me period mm-hmm. where we're just not going to start issuing points just because you want points and right. you have a lot of money. Like what is your legitimacy? What is your commitment to the game? I think that's valid. But I also think what's fair is to look at should they have, should the PGA tour have taken the call? Because why not just take the call and hear it out? Just hear it out. It doesn't mean you have to do it. And I know there's a lot of friction there with Greg Norman. Right. But I think part of business, you have to be able to measure what the threat is and will it, is it a real threat that we need to come off of what we're doing and change our course of action to protect our own business? Right. And and I think that's a fair question. It is. That's a fair question. And I think that if they, if let's just say they did take the call and I don't know what would have, you know, transpired, but in, in what exactly live was, was after, but would the end result of what's happened to this point be, lessen to any degree if they so. did take the call. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think yeah. even if, even if you took the call, we would still be where we are. Yeah. And I still, I don't know what they are long-term. Um, and I would also argue that some of these guys who have gone, even if you take the big name players, they weren't winning. They hadn't won recently on the tour. Yeah. I mean, I mean, these, these guys were not, you know, if, to, to me, this past weekend, if you remember, the talk of the weekend, even though the tournament was in Japan, it was pl- airing in the middle of the night here, which is not good for TV numbers. Mm-hmm. The talk of the week was Ricky Fowler finishing second place, yeah. leading for three days. He, he didn't win. Keegan Bradley won, hadn't won in a long time. I think the opportunities that are being provided for guys that have decided to stay is going to outweigh those who have left. And I do think the PGA Tour will be fine. I I understand maybe they're weakened by some guys who have left, but I, I just... I still believe the PGA tour is the best place to play golf. I still believe they have the best fields. I still believe it. It is the best puts on the best product. I've watched a little bit of live golf. I don't think it's a good product. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah. guys have gone, that's fine. I still question where's the, where's the incentive to dig it out of the dirt. I mean, yeah, yeah. DJ's got to win. Brooks has a win. I see it. But after a while, when you're play a couple of years, there's really no incentive. Yeah. yeah. You can, you can throw as much money at, at it as you want. I don't think it, it, it entices the viewer anymore to watch. No, you see their numbers and yeah. And yeah. listen, do you believe the numbers they give us? I don't know if you really, but I mean, they can give you the metrics all they want when, when they're, when they're giving you the numbers, mm-hmm. you believe what you want. Even the numbers they give us are not good. I think there's more people watching the PGA tour on a Sunday afternoon in Jacksonville than there are watching live worldwide. Potentially. I, I think the PGA tour is always done a good job. It's been difficult to get on the PGA tour to sustain success on the PGA tour. Keep your, it's been difficult, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's the only professional sport I can think of that you could show up and play and not get a paycheck. Right. Because you didn't make the cut. Right. And I know that that was Jason Kokrak. That was his big knock on it is that I can show up five, six, seven weeks. I have to pay my caddy. I have to pay travel. I have to pay hotel. I have to do all that stuff. And I can literally not make anything. And, And I do understand where that is an issue. However, my response would be playing golf, play better. Mm hmm. That's that. That's what the tour's answer is. The people that play the best get paid and the people that don't, well, go practice. I think that the, the, the PGA tour and the board and the, and, and the players, former players like Jack, who's voiced, and I, I've talked to other former players. I think like, you know, evaluating the commissioners, um, it, it, the way he's handled all this, mm-hmm. right. And the way the tour has handled this, I think some of the things that I mentioned, should we have taken the call? would it have lessened um, the impact that it's made on us in the PGA tour now in, in long term? Like those are the things that I think 
they'll be evaluated on, right? Mm-hmm. And and how that would happen. Live coming to the table and spending a lot of money and cherry picking some people, I think was inevitable. I think like they were going to get some of that. Right. But what were they asking? Were they asking, hey, we'll, we'll play in the fall, give these guys some opportunities, do something kind of separate, pay them a lot of money, and we're not going to really interrupt what you're doing in the PGA Tour. Right. I think those are real valid questions you have to answer. They're uncomfortable. And I think when you've been operating for so long with, with no competition, really like it's easy to be in your own silo. Like right now the NFL doesn't have any competition and they can basically say we're playing on Thursdays. Right. And I heard in two years, they're going to be playing on Fridays too. Yeah. They are black Friday. Yeah. And so like they can do those things, even though the players don't want it, they can do it because where are they going to go play? Right. So it's the same thing with the PGA tour, right? Let's, and I think, and now in their mind, in Jay's mind, they can't think like that anymore because I think up to this point, they could, they, they could, could think, look, this is no threat. We'll just keep, we're just going to keep adding tournaments. We'll keep doing what we're doing. We'll elevate this. Well, and where is DJ going to go play? What's Jason? Where, where are they, they going to go? Well, as we sit here today, you know, October 19th, do you think Liv is done cherry picking guys off the PGA tour? Are they done? No. You, so you still think there's guys now that will still go? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I, if I you haven't that. gone yet, why go now? Well, I think it's going to come down to, I think Liv probably had a number in mind on how many. Okay. And I think they've probably, I would have to guess, have come close to, or to at least exceeding that to this point. I mean, a realistic number and the guys that they have gotten, I, I would have to think they're sitting there like, man, we have, we have done a good They've job. They've kicked their coverage. Uh, I think, I think so. from where they, yeah. st- where they thought they were going to be. Yeah. Because if you remember, we went through the period of, in the beginning, this was all kind of happening. And then the Phil Mickelson thing happened when we had Kramer Hickok on and there were uh, rumored to be 17 people that were going. That seemed to kind of <laughs> knock a big hole in the boat. Yeah. Um, and it looked as if Liv was dead in the water. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, it was, it was really like nobody was going. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we found out that money talks. Yeah. And money's gotten enough people to go. But we've also heard of guys who have gone who wish they could come back, and now they can't. So it's it just, I, I, I just wonder, and, and now, I think the last few to leave were when Cameron Tringali is going, a guy who's never won on tour, and they're paying him to go. I think when they've got to that level, when you're that far down the list, and Cameron Tringali is a great player, but when you're talking about guys who are moving the needle to leave the PGA yeah. Tour and go to live, he's got to be pretty far down your list. I think when you're that far down your list, the only way you're going to get guys now that are up at the top is if you go throw more money at them. And which, that's really the only answer. Which I think, they, I think they're willing to do. And now I think they're at a point probably, and I'm just, this is me thinking as if I'm sitting in that room, um, that, okay, we, we, they've got to figure out this official world golf ranking aspect, which is huge. And then of course this lawsuit, um, of these players being able to come back. And but play all of, the most of them have dumped out. They don't, they're not so right. anymore. So there's some things that are going to flush out, but I do think how the major championships, which I want to transition to that now, um, the major championships. Well, let me ask you, do you think if, if they do get world golf ranking points, say that somewhere down the road, they're able to figure this out. Then do you think we see another round of people defecting that say, Hey, I can get world golf ranking points, which is still important to me. Then they'll go. Yeah, I do. Because I think that's key. I, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's key. I mean, if, if let's put it this way, if live gets, if live gets, an appropriate amount of live golf ranking points in the future mm-hmm. and the major championships stay above the fray and they're going to let them in. There's, I mean, the PGA tour is in deep shit because then at that point they've got a full on competitor yeah. who's also paying a whole lot more money. Yeah, And that, right. and, and to me, and that's my point and opening, but this don't up, you have to go to 50, you can't play 54 whole events and get world golf ranking. Well, points, I mean, I think you? there's going to have to be some compromise. We don't know what that is yet. Right. Um, and well, that's a, and that's a whole different discussion that I've talked about. They can't add more than fifty four holes because live L I V is fifty four. That's by the way, if you didn't know, that's why it's called live, uh, the live investment group fifty four holes. So, do you get a percentage of your of your world golf ranking points? Like you don't get the same amount you get on tour, but you get seventy five percent. Like, 
it's just it, it just it feels like a slippery slope to yeah, it is you know, just it, a bad spot. Yeah, the the limited fields, no cuts, fifty four holes. Yeah, I mean, I mean the PGA Tour just had back to back limited field, no cuts that got points. Right now, there were seventy eight people. Right, but like there's been exceptions. So I think like the official golf rankings. I personally hope that. The, the, I personally hope that the four majors, and I'll even throw the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup into this bucket, stay above the fray. Because where golf's going to really get hurt in a big, big way is if we go down a path that the best players are not at the major championships. Right. I, and that I 100% agree with. If you're going to have a major championship, you want it between the best players in the world. Yeah. And then, I get that. you know, and now you've got the LIV group, their representative coming out and saying, well, we'll just create our own majors if we don't get in. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? And, and look, I'm not going to put <laughs> These it past guys them. are ruthless, I'm man. not going to put it past them to have them do their own tournament the same week of the Masters and throw a bunch of money at it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they find a course in Georgia somewhere. I mean, seriously, like this is where we're at. It is, but, but but my point is, it's 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 becoming who's got it, you know, who's got a bigger dick contest, well, and and Norman is is like, I, I just, it, how did he find somebody that's just willing to throw a billion dollars yeah. so he can try and screw the tour, and that's really what this feels like when you boil it down. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's well to my point, it's the threat is much bigger than anticipated. It is and from now, where we thought we were. We well, thought it was dead at one point. Well, in the very beginning. Just have the damn, just have the damn call. Like at least start there. I, I, I don't just, think I, that changes anything. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. All right, let's, let me, I want to move it to this. Let's move it to overseas because here's the other angle that I find myself thinking about. And Eddie Pepperell was fascinating on Monday. He really was very insightful and I encourage you to good. listen to it. He was very good. Um, the DP world tour now has strategic its alliance with the PGA tour. Correct. It was 15% to the PGA Tour. Now it's 40. And this came after all this was bubbling up with, with Lyft. Correct. I have always thought in my mind, right? If I was the DP World Tour and the European Tour before that, and I was like, look, I'm going to, I, I want to create something that is as equal as possible to the PGA Tour. Okay. And not a feeder. Right. Which it is now. Which it is. It is. Yeah, it, it is. is. It is. And with the new alliance, as I understand it, the top 10 can come play the PGA mm-hmm. Tour. So basically now the top 10 from there are going to come over. It to feels the- almost like um, like another Corn Ferry Tour, almost. It's Corn Ferry Tour Europe. Right. That's I mean, almost what it feels like. So good for the PGA Tour. Right. And of course, that's their alliance. But if I'm Mr. Pelly over there running DP World Tour. Mm-hmm. And in talking with Eddie about this, and this struck a chord with Eddie, you could tell, like, he was like, no, we want to be our own tour. We want our best players, yeah, to be able to go play some, but stay. Stay. Right. Our own young players. Yeah, because the sustainability is not good when your top 10 players now go leave. They just leave, right? They go leave, go play overseas, and then now what are you left with? You got to go find another 10. After a while, that 10 gets watered down. So to me, if I'm the DP World Tour and this influx of money, man, I would have been thinking, here's my opportunity because I've already got the footprint across the world in tournaments. I've already done business with Saudi Arabia, holding tournaments there. I mean, it just felt like to me, like, why wouldn't they now? You mean pair up and be be a part of Live? The DP and the Live would have been a partnership. Now, Eddie spoke to that. There was a deal that was proposed and it wasn't a good one. For, for DP World Tour. So uh, he, he moved away from it. The alliance got stronger. Here we are. But yeah. I oftentimes find myself thinking how many of those players in Europe right now are thinking, live should have been us. Should have been over here. Yeah, I can see that. I also see that, you know, they they tried the lawsuit thing and tried to ban people from playing live and playing the, the DP World Tour. And they got to stay on it. And so now this past week, we got our first former live player, a guy that played in the London event, I believe uh, he won the DP event this, this yeah. past week, one mm-hmm. by six shots. Yeah. Ortega. And so now they've, now here we are, we've got a guy who played live. Who's now won an event that has not happened here in the U S yet. Um, you know, I feel like 
I feel like when we watch the majors as fans of the PGA Tour, and you hear it on the broadcast as well, you see it. I mean, you saw it at the at the British Open, mm-hmm. at, the, at the Open Championship. They they did not. They didn't want them having press conferences. They didn't want them. They didn't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. And they had to have a DJ a little bit because DJ was playing pretty well the first couple of days. So they had to have DJ on. But it feels like when you're watching an event here and a live players playing in a major championship, it feels like the majority of the network and the people who are doing it, they don't want, they do not want them to win. They don't want anything to do with it. They don't, nothing. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens because that is going to happen. Do not, don't kid yourself that those guys playing live would love nothing more than to come over here and crash a major championship party that would absolutely. And, oh. and if anything, it also solidifies lives spot because the knock on live is once they pay them the money, as I said, what's the incentive to dig it out of the dirt. Yeah. Those guys don't care. Once they get there, they would love to prove everybody. Yeah, wrong. I mean, I think it gives, it gives Bryson flexibility to go pursue the long drive more and, yeah. and, and bring his entourage out to do YouTube. You know, DJ, it seems, you know, he's gotten a little comfy and a little not quite as in shape. And, you know, Brooks, like you said, you know, I can't do the ice cream because I'm a I'm a fat kid right now. You right. know, I mean, like, like you, just, you just get comfy with all that money. I mean, I it's human nature. It is. And I think long term, that probably isn't going to be the best thing for him for their game from a competitive aspect. No. That burn inside to compete against the best makes you who you are. But uh, the guy's name was Adrian Otege. Yes. Um, that He won the. uh Andalusia Masters, and he won by six at Valderrama. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even close. So, um, I got a question for you. If you and and you, because you're seeing it now, and we're hearing it when we when I talk to tour players on here, um, you hear that there is tension between these guys, and you're seeing it at major championships. My question is because I saw Eddie Pepperell was very very. Um, he, he stood his ground. He, he's been a very outspoken person against Liv, and, and I, I respect that. No problems. But I did see he was with Louis Ustazen, uh, I believe, last night or the night before last. He was with Louis. And they're friends. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure they're friends. My question is, you, Travis, if, if you were a PGA Tour player, a guy you were friends with, went over to Liv, and then came back and tried to sue to take money out of your pocket, does that affect your friendship? Because yeah. I kind of think that if it was me... I'm not sure we're friends anymore. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think if they just leave and go, that's, this is like DJ's done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I would, yeah, I I don't think I have any problem with that. Davis love the third said it perfectly. Nobody has handled this better than Dustin Johnson. He called, he told people, this is what I'm doing. I know I I understand. I make my decision. I'm gone. We haven't heard word one from Dustin Johnson. Not one word. He did take a little bit of a shot this past week. Uh, at the event and, and just said that, yeah, he really, he was really, uh, he, he really was re- regretting his decision. He yeah. did make it. And listen, I got, I got no issue with that. Um, he's handled it well. He didn't sue, but I just feel like there are a lot of friendships that have been affected by this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I don't really blame them. It, it, it'd be hard not to. I mean, look, I mean, they're all competitive, very competitive. You leave, you go take money, you start shooting your former, um, the, the, the place that kind of helped you build your name, you start shooting it down as you go out and then you come back with a lawsuit and this, I mean, man, like, I mean, I'm sure Lee Westwood has ruffled some feathers. Oh, um, without a doubt. And then you have this past week. Did you see the Phil stuff? Yeah. So Phil comes out this past week and says, yeah, um, that Alan Shipnuck interview never happened. <laughs> and, and I'm like, time, like time, like time out. It didn't happen. You put out an official apology because of it. You also said that you were wrong for what you did and you took some time off and went away. Like you acknowledged it in every way, shape or form. And then now three or four months later, you're like, yeah, that interview didn't happen. And by the way, live is trending up and the PGA tour is trending down and I'm happy. I'm on the good side. Do you think he believes the stuff that he's saying? No. Or is this coming from live? PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The new Gen 5 golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled with the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com. 
Well, that's a good question. Um, is he being told what to I, say? I, I think these these guys are on a bit of a, a lockdown for sure. Um, they can't do as we understand it because we've reached out to guys that have done the podcast podcast before that now went to live and they just they can't do it. No, you know, they're not allowed to do it. So, yeah, there there's some there's some control for yeah. sure being had and 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 certainly some influence on probably what to say and not to say. And I'm sure some of that for Phil is being programmed in, but I, I don't think Phil, I, I think Phil's just, you know, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, some of the things that he, he, he said and some of the things that have transpired, he probably had some truth to some of those things in, as much as you want to not admit it. Um, there probably was some truth to some of those things. Now how he went about it and how he continues to handle himself in this and that is, is, you know, I think right. it rubs people the wrong way and there's Correct. probably a different way to go about it, but. And don't tell me something didn't happen that you acknowledged, you fully acknowledged did happen, fully acknowledged that you were wrong, said some things you shouldn't have said, and then try to tell me it didn't happen. Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. to me. He's lost credibility. You lose your credibility yeah. then. It's yeah. like, look at it very much in a completely different, different light. Yeah. But somebody like Kanye West, Kanye West can say one thing that makes sense, but then he says 10 stupid things yeah. and it loses all credibility of the one good thing. I think something that he made sense that did say. He's, he's lost credibility. I mean, it's, I, I don't believe a word of what's coming out of his mouth really anymore. And I don't believe a word of what's coming out of Patrick Reed's mouth after his, dissertation up there in the, in the, in the presser of, well, the tour just didn't listen to us. Right. And I, and I want to spend more time with my family and it's, it's, it's less taxing on my body. This is a guy that just played seven tournaments in a row. Right. You want to spend I more mean, time with your family. So yeah. you're going to play all of your live events next year, which I believe is 16 events. It's, it's just like the, the reasoning. And then you sue to play the majors. Yeah, so the, you're playing more golf. The reasoning of these players going over and giving this, this growing the game BS and, and, you know, more time with their family. Last time I checked, the tour players and I know, you know how, you know how they know how to live is on the road. Right. And when they're home, their wife would probably rather have them on the road. Correct. <laughs> so I can agree with that. So there's more time at home and family. I get it. Like there's probably, there, that is probably, there is a little bit of that in there. Yeah. But don't beat my head into the ground with, uh, yeah, and you're not, schedule, more time at home with my family. That's why I did it. Stop. And these guys, the, the big, big boy names. They travel better than any of us have ever thought of traveling, number yeah. one. They're staying in five-star resorts. They're having their rear ends kissed at every turn. They're eating every night some of the best food you could possibly eat. And, and you know, when, when they do show up to events, their wives and their, their children, the, the tour takes very good care of them. The kids are cared for on, on site. There's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff they're not telling us that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And and. I guess they think most people don't know and they probably don't. So they're able to, to, to fish that line out there and get some bites on it, but not here. Yeah. I, I want to go back. I want to spin it back to the PGA tour here to finish this up in, you know, back to these elevated events. And, and I, and I think there's a lot of former players with one eyebrow up right now on this two tier system um, yeah. and what it means. I'll say this, and I've been saying it all along. I, I think for the path that the tour has been going down and adding more tournaments and this and that, and I know it's more money coming in, but it, the tour just got way too watered down for me. And and this is coming from a core fan. And, and, and I yeah, know there were too many events. There's just too many events. Mm -hmm. and, and you can't have a run of tournaments like we saw in July with nobody there. The best players. This is you mean field wise, field -wise. not 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 fan wise. Field wise, right? I mm -hmm. mean, I'm talking nobody there, right? With with like three straight tournaments. No disrespect to these sponsors and what they've meant, but at the end of the day, you can't please everybody. And I think the landscape in today's professional game, which has been forced a little bit by live, and I also just think in in the way we consume information and and how how competitive that is, right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I don't have a whole lot of time, you know, what we're faced with, with, with what our kids are faced with versus what was available to us right. and our options, not even, it's not even close, not even close versus our parents. Right. Oh. You know, so light years difference. It's just light years difference. And so with that said, the point and what I'm trying to make here is like, it just became so watered down and all of a sudden now the PGA tour is leading with consecutive weeks with, you know, 
no disrespect, but like Aaron Wise and, you know, these kinds of players. Yeah, I mean, we've got a good field this week at Congress. We have a very good field great this field week. Yeah, CJ we have Cup. a great field. Can you imagine the NFL leading with two to three weeks and there's no Patrick Mahomes, there's no Tom we've Brady. We've seen it on Thursday there's night no, games. Yeah. I, I relate that to some of these Thursday night games we've seen where you're on social media and the thing is this game's awful. Yeah. What do we go, eight, 12 quarters without, without a touchdown? But you know what? You watch it. Right. But you know why you watch it? Because there's no competitor. Correct. Right. And it's the NFL. It's the NFL. They've, you know, they're the, they're the 10,000 pound gorilla. Um, but they can do all these things because there's, there's no competitor. Right. And, and, but yet the stars are still playing. I mean, this, it, the product I it does get, it, it has been bad on Thursdays. I, I'll give you that. But the point is, is that they lead with their stars. Mm-hmm. And it's a star-driven lead. You know why they protect their quarterbacks? Because they're the stars. Right. And when those guys start going down, their ratings are going to really start to Correct. dip. Correct. Yeah. And, and, right. and, and that's what happens. Now, with the PGA Tour, I don't think it's any different. Like, I think you got to lead with your stars. I, I I like this direction. But how do you get them? But you can't get them to play every week. You just can't. You're going well, to have to get them to play events. every week. You're not going to get them to play 46 weeks. That's no. for damn sure. But if you have less events, then there's less charitable. I like the elevated events. I think it's... To me, it's what the PGA Tour should be. It's here, here's the best golfers. Yeah, it's I, good I, for those events, but it's not good for the other. For but that. I think okay, now I think the, the 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 second tier of that can still live under the PGA Tour, and this and this goes back to what I was my statement earlier, is that how this has been handled, right? Because this because the tour has been going down this path. This is what we want to do. All these tournaments, you sell it to sponsors. This is what you're going to get, right? So are these sponsors paying more for these 13 events? I don't know. Cause I, don't you, know. I mean, that would make sense. I don't know. But now here's, but, but this, but this, um, this path that they've been going down their business plan, right? Their business model, more events, more sponsors. Here's what you get. There's threats. Well, you didn't manage this threat. Now this threat has come in, has made you change course. And okay. now you got to go, now you're going to have to go back to all these other sponsors and say, these guys aren't going to be there. In fact, I'm not sure if any of them are going to be there because they're going to, they have to play in these elevated events. We have to lead with our stars, which is something I think they should have been doing before rather than just adding more events, showcasing the stars, leading with the stars as the PGA tour, however you want to do it. In my opinion, these elevated events is the right way to go. Like, I think they have to go this way now. It is, but how do you now, for example, waste management gets an elevated event. So if they pay the same thing that they've been paying and they get an elevated event, how do you then go to Honda or go to Valspar and tell them, hey, we want you to write us the same check. I don't think it's going to be as much of a check. I don't, that it, we wrote, that we got from waste management, but yet waste management's going to get now a tip top field, which they, they always got a good field, but they're going to get, they're going to get the best players. And then now what, what's the incentive to play the Honda and Valspar now when it's sandwiched between Bay Hill and the players? Yeah. Like to me that that's where I believe it's a slippery slope to yeah. are the, like I, I would hate to see Honda pull out. I think they're the longest standing sponsor on the PGA tour. No, I don't think they're going to pull out. I, I think, I think some will. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think you can, I don't, I don't think you can keep everybody happy. Yeah. I mean, Valspar has not been, they haven't been that long on the, on that event. That, that event had other sponsors prior mm-hmm. to Valspar. Um, how long do they stay in if they're not getting a good field? Yeah. And, and, and I, I don't blame those. That's why I see where the elevated events make sense. Mm-hmm. I see where we're going, but I think it's also going to come at a price of maybe we lose some tournaments along the way. Because we lose sponsorships or they can't get a field that is quality enough of what that sponsor wants. Which is, which is, in my opinion, has been, should have been the direction of the tour more so than what we've seen in the past. And that's where, and that's where I just, I just have questions about what the model was, right? right? And just more events, more events. We're comfortable with three, four tournaments in a row that only has two top 40 players because it's more opportunity for all of our members, right? And, and see that part, I agree with. Like, I, I do like the fact that it gives the younger guys an opportunity like, hey, big boys aren't here this week. One of us, you know, one of us has the opportunity to win. I, I, I see from that perspective where it is good for up and coming guys to have a chance to win too. But I, but from the sponsor perspective, they're there for, for TV ratings and they're there to have the big boys playing. And, and can, when you don't have that, it affects them. And you can operate like that 
when there's no competitor. And you can operate like that and have Thursday night games and Friday night games because there's nowhere else to play. You're going to play, right? Right. But there is a real threat at the table. And I think when they pushed it to the side and they kept going down this path, that threat has now come back around and has weakened them to the point that that's not what they should have been doing, right? What they right. should have been doing is moving in a direction to protect their stars. Because if they would have been doing that to protect their stars, then I don't think perhaps a Cam Smith or others, they would have been less enticed to jump. I still think, I think some they, would have jumped. I think they thought they were doing that with the PIP, with the PIP program. But the problem is, is what's the PIP program? 10 million bucks. That's, that's peanuts compared <laughs> yeah, to what lives in. You know? And that's the thing is that you can't, you can't get into a pissing war or a cash money contest with live because yeah. they've, they've got endless amounts of it. Yeah. So if it, if it comes down to a money thing, if, 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 if the end, yeah, when we boil it, that. The, the PGA tour can't win anyways. Yeah. So they, th- th- there's no reason to even get into that battle because you're never going to win it. Yeah. I, I, I it, it's, it's an interesting debate and, and hindsight's 2020, but I, I do think that, the the model that was and now what we're seeing the model i mean we're talking two very different things here oh yeah very different things and the first is like just more money in more opportunity for our members now it's and and the top guys will still be there and now it's we need the top guys more than ever right and you know why because if you don't have those stars then it's this thing's gonna get the you want to talk about watered down like this thing is gonna get really, really interesting and, and in a very difficult position. Yeah. You need the, the, the Rory. You, you can't afford to lose John Rom. You can't afford to lose right. JT. You can't afford to lose anymore. Right. You're not going to lose Rory. You're probably, I mean, you're most likely at this point in the game. I, I don't think there's enough money that, you know, some guys, Justin Thomas isn't going anywhere. I don't think Rory's going anywhere, but when you get down, I think John Rom, if you don't, if, if, if they don't make changes, I think John Rom would be somebody that could go. I mean, oh, I, 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 I don't think he's somebody that I would say would never go. Um, Tiger's not leaving, no. but Tiger's not playing anymore. You know, let's be honest. You know, yeah. I, I love Tiger Woods as, as much as anybody else does. But the truth is, Tiger's not really playing anymore. <laughs> so we need guys who are still going to tee it up. And you need those guys to play more often. And you need them to feel like. You know, legacy does matter. I will say that at the to end of some. the day, legacy matters. And to, to those players, right. If you can find somebody that legacy matters more than money, then that guy's going to stay. But then how, you know, everybody's got a price. Remember, DJ said no the first time. And then DJ changed his mind. That's right. Why? Because it was more money thrown in. Mm-hmm. So that's where, once again, if you get into a money war with them, you're going to lose every single time. And, but then, like I said earlier, minute, what, 40 minutes ago, What's the longevity of live? How long can they sustain this? And if they do go, does somebody else jump in? I've always, I've also wondered that. Let's say live were to say, you know what, we're done. We don't want to support golf anymore. We're done. Yeah. Does somebody else jump in and pick this up and, and, and revive it? Not at that, not at that price tag. Right. So that's where it's, it's, it's just difficult to get into a, a money war with somebody who has yeah. no, just has bottomless pockets and will never stop throwing money. Yeah. It's, it's a tough pill to swallow. I think for, um, some sponsors I'm sure for, and, and, and for the, the players, middle tier guys coming up, it's a tough pill to to swallow, to see, well, what about me? Right. If you're a sponsor and you, and you're not on this 13 list, aren't you, aren't you going like, Hey, yo, it's interesting. Why didn't you pick my event? Yeah. And I I got news for you. Their, their check is just as important as any, as any of those other people's checks. Yeah. But if you lose, Wrong. If you lose Xander, if you lose Patrick, right. if you lose Will Zalatoris, right. if you lose Sam Burns, um, Hovland, every one of these guys are super young guys. I mean, you've lost your tour, haven't you? I mean, you've you've lost your PGA tour to the to the to the tune that we know it at this point. And I think right now, if in in my mind, the full court press is on that this group of twenty guys, whatever the number is, and I'm sure they've been identified. Can't lose them. We can't lose any of these. Right. Right. There's that. Right. I mean, let's be honest in, in any sport, no matter what you are, there's an, there's your A, B, yeah, C, right. D, E tier guys. Okay. Of the A tier guys. And that's obviously up for discussion. And some people would, would argue who's in the A tier and who's not, but you would argue that they can't lose them. And those names you just mentioned, those would absolutely be guys that I think the tour would admit we can't lose any of these. And if they do, it's another big hit. 
Cam Smith was a big loss. That sure. is a big loss. It absolutely is. I think it is. I think he's still ranked third in the in in the official World Golf rankings right now. I would argue that Cam Smith is the biggest loss. I, I don't think to the states, to the United States. I think in in Europe, I think it's DJ. I mean, Cam Smith is an Australian. I Cam think. Smith was, but he was playing really, yeah. really good golf, and he was really becoming mm-hmm. uh, a, a big name. I yeah. think he was probably going to be the next big name. Yeah. Um, I think I th- the names that you can't lose are Scheffler, McElroy, Cantlay, Rom, Shoffley, Wills Altoris, JT. JT, Morikawa, Hovland, yeah, Spieth, and I, I'll put you're Burns. not losing Spieth. I'll put Burns in there just as a yeah, and then and then I think your B like okay it would kind of stink if they went Fitzpatrick, yep, Tony Finau, yep, Cameron Young, Horschel, Horschel, Homa, oh sorry. Top tier, Matsuyama. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, top tier, Which Matsuyama. was rumored to be one of the ones yeah. that was going yeah. for a while and then has now said, no, he's going to stay. Now, is that a case of because yeah. the, the number wasn't large enough? We don't know. I, you know I, if you've listened to the podcast, you know I've talked to guys who have said the number, yeah, there is a number. It's not close to the offer they've got, but there is a number that they would go. So- does everybody have a number? Yeah. You'd have to think so. I would think I would think they all have a number. Uh, you think um, Rory's got a number? You think JT's got a number? Those yeah, guys I don't. Yeah, that's probably true. But I think if if things go down a path where the state of the PGA Tour gets weakened so much and some lawsuits go live way. Right. I could see point, like Matsuyama having a number. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I would think Matsuyama's number is like 600 million. Like for example, Ricky, I thought for, I thought for sure Ricky was one who probably should have gone. Yeah, but then when he was in that players only meeting and flew there with Tiger in the private jet, I knew that at that point there was no way he was going. Yeah. Uh, and then now it's good to see the resurgence of Ricky Fowler. Yeah. The resurgence of Ricky Fowler that we've seen. He's had a a a, a T two. Mm-hmm. He had another good finish. I know he missed the cut in between. I think the Fortinet he finished well. He missed he's the had cut. Three top twenties here. Yeah. Late. yeah. So that's good for the tour. Yeah. The PGA sure. Tour is absolutely better off because Ricky Fowler's playing better. I like seeing Ricky play well again. Yeah. I'd love to see him get back. Yeah, so I think we're looking at this. We'll finish with this. You've got you got the elevated events. PGA Tour elevated events. That's the, the best of the best. How many are in those fields? We don't know, right? Um, are they limited edition fields? I mean, I would make them full fields. Right, personally. 144 players. I would make them full fields. Yeah, sure, yeah. absolutely. I, I, there's plenty of room. Right. Right, there's plenty of room for the mid-tier player in these elevated events, I think. Right. And, I, and, and you need those stories. But then I think it's, okay, PGA Tour, non-elevated, you know, however they label that. So it's right. like the non-elevated PGA Tour is like triple A right. baseball, right? And then and then you got Corn Ferry, which is like double A. And then you got Canada and Latino, which is like single A, right? Like you could still have your tiers. It is kind of clunky PGA Tour. Ele- it is. I, I don't it. think the tour wants that. There's they a, definitely don't want these non-elevated events. There's these tough to rebranding the that's going to have to go on. They don't want that. No, they didn't want that. If they wanted that, they would have. They wouldn't. They would have started down this path four or five years ago. Yeah, they definitely do not want these to feel like, oh, that event's not as important as the one we had last week. But unfortunately, I think that's going to be how it feels. Yeah. I don't know what they can do to stop that. It's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, I do like. I, I do like PGA Tour. Here's our stars. Yeah. Just like I like NFL. Know who your stars are. They, those guys are playing that week, right? Um, just like you know, um, NBA. You know, stars are playing. I mean, it's if if you go through a stretch where they're not playing, mm-hmm. it hurts your brand in the end. It does. But let it, me ask you a question. And you've been around this game much longer than I have, and obviously at a much closer level and much deeper level. If you were a tour player and you have, you know coach tour players, been around tour players. Mm-hmm. They're going to play these 13 events, whether they're required to or not, they're oh, going they're to play these oh, 13 yeah. events. Mm-hmm. How many do they play outside of that? Well, I think that it sounds like the number is going to be 20 minimum. That's what the number is going to be. So, so they have to play seven. Well, it, no, hold on. Are the majors count as events? So there's going to be, they don't have to play. I mean, they're going to have to play and yeah, I mean, there's going to be the, okay, the so 17. Then that, okay. So now we're at 17. And then they so can they add three. Three. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> then they can then they can add three. Um, 
And do you still have to do the play an event you didn't play the year before? Is that still is that still no, a thing? I, mean, I, I think there's. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Anticipate, that was a thing for a while. You right. had to add an event every year. I'm gonna anticipate a whole set of new rules coming out here soon, and how this is gonna work. Just think it's a slippery slope. Well, I think you get. I, I don't. I think you got to do it. I, I think they should have been moving this direction. Maybe not quite all the way in like they are to this point, but I think this. Um, but then you're writing off the other events. Whether you, yeah. whether you, yeah, no, whether it. you like it. it or not, it. or whether you want to say that or not, or however you want to label it, yeah. the truth is you have 13 major league baseball events. And then the rest of these are, Hey guys, I, if I'm you want to play, play. Just like I said, in the video, I think there's too many events anyway. I don't disagree that there are too many <laughs> events, too many. but I just, I see it as a sponsorship <laughs> standpoint is if I'm the Honda or I'm the Valspar or I'm the Sanderson farms, I'm like, I'm not writing you the same check that Wells Fargo, Century Insurance, and uh, Waste Management wrote you. There's no way. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get it. There's going to be some casualties for sure. Um, They're going to have guys like me showing up to play golf at these <laughs> other events. And, no. And, no, there's not. There's plenty. We, we know the depth is great. And I think the non-elevated. But the depth doesn't move the needle. No, it doesn't. No. The it, depth doesn't move the needle. No. It doesn't move the needle. And it, I don't want to say they're not important. But in they're the, not as important. They're in not. The, but in the current threat that they face, right? Those guys I just labeled you off are the ones that they need. They the need to parade out. I get it. But that's what I'm saying is that from a sponsor, that's where it's a slippery slope. From the PJ Tour and a sponsorship perspective, how do you sell to a non-elevated event? Hey, we're going to give you the same product that we're giving these events because the core fans watching anyway on TV. Like the core fan, like those numbers have decreased a little bit. Um, they're going to watch anyway. The core fan is going to watch the PGA. They're watching anyway. Okay, the, the, but those let are the me guys showing you. up anyway. Did, the, you watch, did, you watch, did you watch last week when they were in Japan? No. Okay. Are you going to watch this week? Yeah. Why? I mean. Because it's a better field. Yeah. You're a core fan. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch. I, I didn't watch much last week just because I'm, I'm a little fatigued. Right, but did, but you follow you. I mean, I but followed I, along enough to know yeah, that Ricky I did, was I did, Ricky yeah. was I, mean, I, I watched. I, I trust me. I watched the other events too. Like I, but I'm just fatigued. Like, what's the last event you really watched? Well, I went out to Vegas, so I watched that. Okay, um, but you but you also work in the industry. But yeah. if you didn't, that's right. my point. But, I'm but this cool. week you're going to watch. But Why? I'm a core fan because the like, field is good this it's week. Great. Yeah. Right. So that's and this is not an elevated event. Which is, this This could be one of the last non-elevated yeah, events that has is, a really good field. This is what we can expect with a full field, an elevated event, right? right? Which is what the PGA Tour should be hanging their banner on rather than making more, getting more tournaments with watered down fields. That's my point. Like, yeah, it's a, just a difference in mindset from a business perspective. And I just think the threat of live in hindsight, looking back, wasn't evaluated to the point I, where you probably could have been moving in this direction sooner. I see what you're saying, but there's no way Jay and the powers that be at the tour ever thought in a million years somebody's going to come out of the woodwork with a billion dollars oh. to throw golf with with no return on investment, and this is what they're going to do. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it just really doesn't happen, but... Here we are. It's a really, really tough situation. Listen, we had Chris Goddard up on, on the podcast. I think he's a great player coming out of, he played at Oklahoma. He's now playing on the tour. If Chris Goddard was playing in an event, that doesn't move the needle. <laughs> he's a great player. Yeah. He's really going to be good. Yeah. But until he gets, until he climbs up the ladder to that upper echelon, that doesn't move the needle. And that doesn't make you watch on TV. And it, it's not going to bring sponsorship dollars I, and it's not going to sell tickets on site. I think there's an opportunity here with the non-elevated to do some terrific storytelling and some terrific hype for the next people coming up. I don't disagree with that. However, you know, as well as I do, you've been around this game enough that when there are events that they thought tiger could play and then he, and I, and I'm not yeah. comparing anybody yeah. to tiger woods, but I'm saying that when there were events that he it's a possibility he's in the field and then he committed Ticket sales went through the sure. roof. They had to bring in more security. They had yeah. to bring in more everything, okay? If you have an event that that JT and Scheffler and Rory and Xander and, and all these guys are going to play, you're going to get a much bigger field, whether it's on site or whether it's on television, 
than you are at a, at a, at a B event where these guys don't play. And that, unfortunately it, it feels like, but they're not playing anyway in those events, but it feels like we're going to get to a point where Travis, we're saying, Oh, this week. Oh yeah. Hey, this is one of the big events this week. Yeah. I think that's where we're going. And what, what else? What's next week? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get to I that. I don't like that. I don't like the, the feel of that either, but, but that's I, where we're going. That is the reality of professional golf. Right. And that's now. why, th- th- that's why I, I, I I'm not going to say I don't, I'm not going to say I don't like it. I just don't love it. I, but mm-hmm. I, but at the same time, I'm one of those people where I, I believe if somebody asks you what you want for dinner and you don't know, and then somebody suggests something, you say, I don't want that. You're just being a jackass. So I don't have an answer on what yeah. the answer is. I just don't love this. I don't know that there's a better way to do it. Yeah. I, I just see it from a perspective of we're getting to a point where Everybody's going to play these events. And then, yeah, I might play that event because it's in my hometown. Well, it's close. Not, I've the, won before. You're going to, it's going to be, you're going to have to qualify for those events, the elevated events. Right. But the big boys will. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you're going to, it's not that these guys, they're not going to be able to play in it. Like the, the second tier, right? No, I mean, like uh, the John Deere classic, the second tier in the Who's corn fairy, that? maybe the second tier in the corn fairy feels like maybe it's going to kind of morph together to some degree. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but look, man, I, I still think there's storytelling that can be told, you know, like, like get creative with your storytelling and, and your, um, your production with these events. Look, I mean, the 3M Open, the John Deere Classic, like they've kind of had their niche and I, and I, trust right. me, as a core fan, I watch those, I respect those, but they've always been second tier tournaments on the PGA. They tour. have always. And, and, and the top players have never played in those events. So it's not like the fields are going to really change all that much anyway. You know? Yeah. But somebody like the Honda has suffered. You remember when the Honda had a really good yeah. field, there's the, going to be the, some the Honda suffering yeah. and I, the Honda is suffering. Not only the Honda suffered long before this yeah. because of their placement on the schedule mm-hmm. coming from LA and yeah. the week before Bay Hill, um, especially when Arnie was around. Um, the Honda has suffered and that, that's what you can't you know, have it all. It's like, it'd be like asking NFL players like, Hey, let's play 46 weeks. Like yeah, you can't, I mean, you, you can't. can't play every year. You, you can't. can't like it, it, at some point it's just too much. And I agree with the storytelling. You got to find a way to tell the story of who is the next Brooks Kepka, Who is the next Dustin Johnson? Yeah. Who is the next Tom Kim's coming up here? Right. Who, who's the next. That's who, what we have to do. Yeah. And that's where they, they're going to have to lean on that and hope that that will move the needle in some way, shape or form. Here comes Carl. You on uh, here comes Davis Thompson. Um, um, from another next Georgia player. Like there's that storytelling that can be told. Here right, they come, the next superstar. Let's build them up. Here he comes. Here He's going to make it. He's going to be in the next elevated. Yeah, and event. then guess what? When he makes it, he's not going to play that event anymore. <laughs> he will in the elevated, but he won't play that event. That's that. But these they don't events, play it anyway. Speed, right, but these events. Speed played in the John Deere and I didn't play it anymore. These events feel like we're here to build you up. So you can, they feel almost like DP world. But tour events. what they are like anyway. It's a ladder. It's a step ladder. It's what they are anyway. We're going to build you up so you can go play these other events. It's what they are anyway. And you know why I think they'll, they'll, that most of them will continue to sign up and pay is because the core demographics are not going anywhere. Like they're still going to watch on TV. Oh, no, I will. I, I will. Yeah, they're but still I'm, gonna I'm watch. not somebody. You, they're I mean, still going to watch. Don't, definitely don't judge me. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch, gonna, you know, I'll watch anybody play golf. I mean, it doesn't matter. So I just, I think, look, I think in the end there are going to be some casualties. I think there's going to be some feelings hurt. Yeah. Um, I get it. And, but I, I think in the end. I don't know. In the end, I don't know. I'm, I'm you know, I don't either. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't because, have all the answers. Be, I just know how I feel about what's going because on. Because the 10,000 pound gorilla, unfortunately, from a financial standpoint is live and look, live can, I mean, look, they can continue to put the bullet in this. They can, or if, they could go away in three if, years. If, if, if they were like, look, okay, here comes another billion. And this is what we're going to do now. You don't want our, our guys in the major championship, right? See, but see here, but see, here's where, look at, this goes back to managing your risk, right? Okay. How big of a risk is this? It's a big risk. Like if I'm the major championships, I'm staying above the fray. I'm staying above it. Okay. And these guys got to get in because. But they got to get in on world ranking points. Okay. So now, okay. You know what's going to happen? Right. So official world golf ranking, we got to figure out how to adapt and this is a new landscape and this and that, like this is managing risk, right? And what we're going back to, and you got to take the risk real. And, 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 and so, so if they, if they come in and say, no, we don't want these guys. All right. And so all of a sudden they're like, we're going to do a tournament right there next to you. And it's going to be the biggest disruptor you've ever seen in your entire life. Right. Is it going to hurt? 
Is it going to be a distraction? Of course it is, to some degree. It is, but they've only got their 54 guys. They're not adding anybody else. Like I know, it, but it, you know, I mean, maybe the majors are above that. I don't know the answer. Yeah. I would just be shocked, Froggy, if the majors go into this and and look, I mean, they got to be careful here. If they don't want it in this collusion aspect, they got to be just a touch. Well, the U.S. Here. Open, I think they, they kind of did – a little bit draw the line in the sand where they're like, you know, listen, we're, you know, and even the, the open championship last year, they, gonna they get, said, we're going to do it now. It's going to get ugly, really ugly. If, if the majors are like, nope. And the official world golf rankings are like, all right, these are our policies now, which I respect. And then, but as they look ahead to the next year and beyond, right. if they're like, yeah, we're really not going to adapt at all. You know, like, I mean, it, at that point, it's going to get really ugly. I think for the PGA and Tour's sake, they have to hope and pray that Liv doesn't get world golf well, ranking of points. Of course. If they do, it changes the whole landscape. Yeah. Changes the whole landscape. Everything. Um, and the majors, them getting in the majors. If those dominoes fall, that gets it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a yeah. real a real bumpy ride. <laughs> That's definitely the next thing. It's fascinating, man. Like to, to sit here and talk about it. It's great for business. So we better, it is. we better wrap it up. Thank you for being here. Stripe show podcast on a Wednesday in the new studio. Uh, a little instruction tomorrow. We'll be back at you next week. Haymaker coffee company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee, to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles and have the give it all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker coffee only roast top quality, Specialty grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop 